0: Welcome to Stories of Change and Creativity. I'm Judy Oscom. This is part four of my short audio series, Create Your Leadership Playbook. I'm a university administrator and professor at Texas State University. I'm also a certified coach using a Gallup Strengths, Tiny Habits, and Thrive framework. My leadership playbook consists of four steps. They seem simple, but sometimes they are challenging. Number one, discover your strengths. Number two, understand the science of change. Number three, practice compassion. And number four, take action. On this episode, I want to share my thoughts on why it's important to practice compassion. Practice. That's what I mean, practice. We have to practice it first, right? If you're a perfectionist, you can't get this right on the first try, but I like to use the term practice. Now, what does that mean to practice compassion? don't we all think of ourselves as compassionate people? Well, yes, I'm sure you're compassionate when it comes to your relationships with others, but what about your relationship with yourself? Uh Aha, that's a bit more challenging, or at least it is for me. Well, in order to kind of explore this topic in more depth, I attended a mindful self-compassion primer in 2021 with Dr. Kristen Neff, Dr. Neff is a pioneer in the field of compassion, and she's a UT Austin professor right up the road from Texas State. She's the co-founder of the Center for Mindful Self-Compassion. Dr. Neff has an excellent website with some super resources, so if you're interested, you might check it out. I'll I'll put it in the show notes. So I, I agree with Neff's analysis that Having compassion for yourself is not much different than having compassion for others. But it's the how we do that, right? Um, I don't know about you, but I do always find it easier to, to really forgive or be compassionate or kind for others, with others, than myself. I think back on situations at work and home and interactions with colleagues and friends and family, and I'm always a little more give a little more grace if you will to to others that I do myself. I guess we're always tougher and harder on ourselves. But Neff explains the three elements of self-compassion and let me just present those now. First of all, self-kindness versus self-judgment. It's just a reframing if you think about it that way. If we stumble or have a failure, it's easy to jump to self-judgment. I do get critical and overthink my own actions and statements. But a kinder or compassionate approach would be to realize that we all make mistakes and it's okay. Um, It's how we learn. We forgive and we we encourage children who are learning how to walk or learning anything, right? We're, We're not so tough on children because we know they're learning. Well, we're still learning too. So rather than jump to judgment, why not jump to self-kindness? I I, I like that that first element. The second element, according to Neff, of self-compassion is an understanding of a common humanity. Now, to me, this means that all of us make mistakes and missteps. It's part of our human experience, if you will. And that's, that's really important to, to really, I guess, consider in, in the scheme of life, right? The third element of self-compassion is mindfulness versus over-identification. Now, to me, this means the ability to reflect and observe our negative thoughts with oh, an approach of understanding and awareness and not such a, a critical critique, if you will. Having self-compassion reminds me of uh, when the flight attendant, you know, when you're flying and the flight attendant instructs passengers to put their own oxygen mask on first. Well, if we don't care for ourselves, how can we care for others? As leaders and managers, this is important. If you're in a position at work or at home of keeping the ship afloat and moving forward, You need to take care of yourself and practice compassion. And again, remember the word practice. You're just practicing, so there's no harm, no foul. And remember, as leaders, you are modeling behavior. The days of do as I say and not as I do are long gone. Thank goodness, right? Some of us grew up hearing that, and we knew it didn't really make sense. So you are modeling behavior. In your role as a leader, I encourage you to look for opportunities to practice compassion. I've pointed out mistakes that I've made with my staff or colleagues, and i've I've uh, explained what happened um, with the situation, why I made the decision that I made. I want them to know that you've got to take chances and you will make mistakes. And that's okay. And when uh, people have come to me with a mistake, I've just listened and and told them that, well, everybody makes mistakes. What's our solution? How do we move forward? And I think it helps build a community of trust among your your colleagues and your staff and your family too, if you're practicing compassion within your family as well. And you're modeling self-compassion too. Well, and I try and point out growth opportunities for my colleagues. Uh, As a manager or leader, you might have a 30,000 foot view of a situation, which allows you a different perspective so you've got to realize the benefit of seeing all sides. Let me give you an example from, from my role in, as an administrator. If I'm dealing with a student-faculty issue, I often meet with both the student and the instructor individually. And you know how this goes. You 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 might relate this, if you're not in, in a student situation, to two of your employees. Um, But my goal is to achieve a win-win for both. And I tell them that. I tell both the student that and I tell the faculty member that. There are two sides of every story. And often my role is to listen and be compassionate. My job is also to talk with the student about the instructor's perspective, to really show the compassion there. And I talk with the instructor about the student viewpoint. And so, again, my goal is a win-win. So, both parties feel heard and we reach a fair solution. It works most of the time, not all of the time, I'll be honest with you, but it does help us reach a point where we can move forward in this case. So, the learning experience is a positive one for the student and the teaching experience is positive for the faculty member. That's that's always my goal. So, I think it's important to think about this. And if you've noticed all throughout this short little podcast uh, episode, I use the term manager and leader, because I think some of you might think of yourself as a manager and maybe not a leader. And we're going to address that in the last uh, part of the series. Uh, We're going to talk about imposter syndrome, and I want to talk about your role and your uh, position and your mindset as a leader, because that 's important when you try and take action so i 'll leave you with one more little little a um, little present because it 's no coincidence that i 'm releasing this podcast on valentine 's day uh, so this is the day of love uh, we We might send a valentine 's card or give a friend a flower or bring chocolates to the office. But I encourage you to recognize the importance of uh, being compassionate for yourself. Recognize your own small accomplishments, the small steps that add up to your success as a leader, and celebrate yourself on Valentine's Day. So, today is Valentine's Day, and no matter when you're listening to it, you can think about that. So, again, celebrate the day, celebrate yourself and practice compassion and practice self-compassion. Again, thanks for joining me today on this uh, short uh, audio series on uh, creating your own leadership playbook. I hope you're enjoying the the series. And if you have any feedback, please shoot me an email or send me a voicemail on my podcast site. And I look forward to uh, the last episode, which is coming up uh, in the next week. So, Thanks for joining me today on Stories of Change and Creativity. And remember, if you've got a story to share or know someone who does, reach out to me at judyoscom.com. Thanks for listening.